0: This is Together 24-7, episode 106.
1: I have a great new idea for a new contest.
0: I know you do. Tell me about it. Okay,
1: so we want to promote you guys, our listeners, and we want to promote your business. So, what do you win in this contest?
0: You win a commercial on our podcast that'll be run for four straight Monday episodes.
1: And it's really forever because, like embarrassing pictures on Facebook, it's going to be forever, like on a podcast. And you can enter in one of three ways. Way number one is to go to iTunes, rate and review us, take a screenshot of your rate and review, and email it to us.
0: And the next way is either in iTunes or Google Play Music, subscribe to our podcast. And again, take a screenshot showing that you subscribe to it and email us. The email
1: address is info, I-N-F-O at together247.net. The third way to enter is to go to the website, www.together247.net and sign up for our newsletter. So go ahead, enter the contest and keep your fingers crossed cuz we know somebody's going to be a winner each and every month.
0: Good luck. Welcome to Together 247, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen. Showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart, and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Hello, Catherine.
1: Hello, Barry. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. Well,
0: thank you. I'm glad you invited me today.
1: You live here. I really don't have much of a choice.
0: Oh, and I cook for you.
1: You do cook for me, so I really don't have much of a choice.
0: Either way, it's good to see you.
1: It is good to... I looked at you all damn day.
0: I know. And, and it gets better as the day progresses, doesn't it? I said...
1: Okay. So, uh, today's <laughs> today we have on the show um, Elise and Scott Grice. And they are with... Hey, Sweet Pea. Hey. Uh, hey, Sweet Pea. And um, also, because this is how I originally, you know, air quotes, met them... Is my own irresistible brand. So just a couple that uh, I'm on their email list for, and I emailed them back, and I said, "Hey,
0: sweet pea, sweet
1: pea, do you want to get interviewed?" They said, "Yes, <laughs>
0: sweet pea, sweet pea." We could do this all episode. I know, I
1: know. So anyway, hey, sweet pea, and uh, my own irresistible brand, both are online businesses. Uh, hey, sweet pea, is an online is online business education. Uh, and that's going to launch, according to your website. That's launching real soon, correct?
2: Yeah, we've, we've actually had our business has been, hey, sweet Pea. Um, since the very beginning, so five years ago. But then when we closed our branding studio, we actually relaunched as education, and we just have that splash page up right now, which is actually kind of a crazy story that you can have a splash page and still have a very successful business by just using your email list. So that's just been kind of sitting there while we've been working on tons of other things.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. And I know that you guys are traveling around in in a van with shag carpeting and... (laughs)
2: <laughs> does, it, does it say mystery machine on the
1: That's side? What mystery, That's what you would think. That's what you would think. But mystery no. Mystery machine. No, it's, uh, it's a 28-foot camper. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and you guys just travel around and do what you want to do. You've been in business together four or five years. You're married um, together. So you started as friends, and that was eight years ago. The
0: friend zone for eight years.
1: Well, no. They were in the friend zone for two years. Eight years ago. No.
0: It says here, friends for eight years.
1: No. (laughs) Oh, friends for eight years. Together for six years and married for four and a half years. See? Friend zone for eight years. No, No, that's I don't think that's right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't I don't think that's right either, because I think Scott would have gotten, you know, a little pissy with the friend zone after like two years, which is Um, how long they were in there and then and then they're together for six and married for four point five.
3: I was actually, during those two years, I was dating one of her friends. Yes. So So
2: we were not at all together during those two years. And we just go to Disneyland together with a bunch of friends. So for two years, we just were Disneyland buddies. And then after those two years, we started dating. And then after that, you know, everything follows. Engagement, marriage, all that good stuff.
1: So here's the question, which everybody wants to know. Are you still speaking to the friend that used to date Scott, Elise? (laughs)
2: um she actually she's married she has her own awesome life going on now but no we're it was one of those things where that is the number one question that gets asked but we are not friends um but yes we were not dating at all while they were together I hadn't even thought about dating him actually until they broke up and then I was like oh huh maybe maybe we should
1: (laughs) oh that's good that's good that's that's very good of you that you waited until they broke up to, to move in. Yeah, and waited, get,
0: waited the appropriate amount of time. Waited
1: the appropriate amount of time. <laughs> Absolutely. 20 Seven minutes. <laughs> Seventeen.
2: Okay. It really was. It was quick. But because we've been friends for so long, it was one of those things where we just, it, us and all of our friends knew we were the better match all along. Uh-huh. So it worked out. So that's good. And you are yeah. a California
1: girl. You're obsessed with the ocean. And so, and now you're living down in Tampa, Florida, so that's good. You're living right in the yes. ocean. You're not Phoenix, Arizona. Used to Correct. Be obs- <laughs> used to be obsessed with the ocean. Now, not so much. You own more bathing I suits. I don't
2: know if I could handle Phoenix. That would be too hot for me. Too landlocked. Too landlocked. So yes. Eh, I need, it's not I that need bad. to be near the ocean.
1: <laughs> it's not that bad. You own more bathing suits than she is. Personally, I, I find that to be um, horrifying, but then again, I grew up in a shoe store,
0: so... I guess that's that's where that comes from. Not literally, grew up in the shoe store. Actually,
1: literally, no, I grew up. In you the sh- grew up
0: in the in the well, house or the apartment above the shoe store. No, and the actually, house up the street from the shoe actually, store. Actually, from then, when then- I
1: was about four months old on, I grew up in the house that you know down the block from the shoe store. But our apartment was in back of the shoe store and kind of part of the shoe store. So yes, I literally started my life in the shoe store. So. That's that right there, <laughs> and that's why I have more. And that's why I have more shoes than bathing suits. So there you have it. Um, well, that makes sense. Well,
0: that and we don't live near the ocean.
1: That's right. Yeah, but all of our friends have pools, and, and we like them. Yeah. Uh, well, only this time of year. You you are always down for uh, for date night, and uh, more people we the more and more people we talk to, uh, the more and more date night is incredibly important for them. Uh, and your marriage is the most important thing to you and it always comes before business so that's good. Tell us what uh, what some of the fun things you do for date night
2: We do all sorts of stuff I mean I think our number one thing is going to Disney World or Disneyland um, we are we're huge Disney people so because our relationship base you know started going to Disneyland together while we were dating, that also has you know transcended throughout our entire relationship. So Mm -hmm. we actually got engaged at Disneyland. Our honeymoon was a Disney cruise. So you'd kind of say Disney is a big deal to us. So that's definitely one of our happy places. But we also love just to spend time outdoors um, or go to the movies or just We really love adventuring together. So we're kind of down for anything and everything, um, just as long as we get to hang out together and have fun and not, you know, spend more time. We love to spend more time being together than we do actually working. So I would say the majority – so every single day we're doing some sort of adventure together. We're not working (laughs) 24-7.
1: We didn't call the show 24-7 24-7 working. We called it together 24-7. And yes, exactly. Are.
2: Exactly. That's why we like you guys.
1: <laughs> Five design branding internships when you were 17. Why so many yeah. internships? Why were you... Well,
2: yeah. Um, it was one of those things where my dad was one of those people who was way ahead of his time. And he... he One of the advice... He had four daughters, and I was the oldest of four daughters. And so he told, he told all of his daughters that he didn't care whether or not they went to college or whether or not they went to trade school. What he wanted them all to have was a skill. And he wanted all of them to be able to have a skill that someone would pay them to do. So we grew up with that ingrained in us that we needed to have a skill that people would would pay us for, that people would value. So um, having that ingrained in me and I And my dad kind of, he bought a bunch of like design tutorials for me when I was 12. So I'd already been designing and doing design projects for quite a few years. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I want to develop this more and I want to um I want to develop this skill and I want to make sure that I'm building my resume. So I ended up connecting with a bunch of local business owners, you know one of them owned a TV production company, one of them owned a branding studio, another one owned a design studio and I asked them if I could intern intern for them And I basically presented it as like, hey, I'll be a freelance intern for everybody and kind of jump between all the different businesses and help out as you as you need. So I spent the whole summer, you know, interning for these different businesses and learning everything that I could, and that definitely catapulted me forwards um, towards you know getting a job at Sony at 19 years old um, because I already had that resume um, and that experience built up.
1: So that that really worked to your advantage. Then you went on to Sony, yeah, for three years, and said, "Screw this," and <laughs> started. You, you guys started your own branding business. Um, and yes. made six figures in the first year of your branding business. That's that's really cool, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Scott, Tampa, Florida, yeah. no mountains. Yeah. What the heck? You should that's be awful. you should be sitting where we are right now, and we've we are uh, up on a mountain overlooking the Phoenix Valley, and we have the
0: rest oh, of the mountain oh. in front of us. You know what his closest mountain is?
1: Space Mountain.
0: Magic Mountain.
1: Magic Mountain. Yeah. Space Mountain. Splash Mountain. Splash, Splash mountain. mountain. Thunder <laughs> yeah. Mountain. Thunder so Mountain. Many mountains. Right. <laughs> Right, it's a mountain that we don't climb in the summer one because it's too hot and two, because that's when the rattlesnakes come out. But anyway,
0: that's our mountain, not there. That's mountain. our
1: mountain. That's not there. No, right. no rattlesnakes there. So you are at home in the mountains, and so yeah, there's a yeah, dragging it, you to the beach. Yeah. Tell us about that. I know.
3: So, so last last uh, summer again, we were we were traveling the country in our camper, uh, going all over the U.S. And so last summer we spent about four months. Traveling from Key West, Florida, to Whistler, British Columbia, and then down to uh, San Diego, California. Very nice. So we did. We covered like forty-five hundred miles in four mile, uh, four months, and uh, most of that time was spent in the mountains. Um, and Elise was just withering away, um, dr- drying up, as it were. <laughs> um, so, so she she definitely gave it to me. She gave me that season and um, really let me revel in being in the mountains. But I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma, so um, there's not. I mean, Oklahoma's not very mountainous. So um, I'm used to not being in the mountains. But I figured since she gave me last summer, I'll give her this summer.
2: And uh-huh. our hope is next. Our next adventure would be we really want to live somewhere like Hawaii or New Zealand where we have that combination of both mountains and ocean and so this is just one step towards that combo of both
1: so either Hawaii or Australia or let me put a little bug in your ear um, from from my people the west coast of Italy that's all I'm gonna say you know we've got uh, you know you've got Positano up in the uh, in the Napoli area. You've got Calabria, you've got Piso, you have, you know, all the way down that coast from, from about Napoli south on the west side.
0: And the best food ever.
1: And the best food ever. And there's mountains and there's beaches and there's everything yeah. you guys could want. So
3: we should, spent we spent about two months um, in May and June traveling all over Europe and spent about ten days in Italy. And we didn't get to southern Italy. Um, we, we went from Rome north. Um, but we spent time in like Cinque Terre. Um, and we, I think, out of all the places we went, Italy definitely won our heart.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Italy's amazing. I, I would not complain if we moved there by any means. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear
1: you. That's, uh, that's our goal is, is to move there ourselves. But, uh, you know, Cinque Terre, uh, Tuscany, you know, Cinque Terre is the new Tuscany and Tuscany yeah. is the tourist trap. Go south. Go south, young man.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next time. Next time we go, we'll definitely spend some time down there.
1: Absolutely. Five hundred plus in
3: your movie collection. Which is your favorite? Oh, like my 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 trigger. Like like as soon as you ask me, my gut reaction is Braveheart. Um, but I mean, with that many movies, it's hard to narrow it down. I was a film major, so you know, movies were my life for a big portion of my life. So can't help but we go thrifting all the time and I just that, that's where I buy movies because you can get you know movies for like two bucks so I can buy like 50 movies in a day absolutely um, which is awesome <laughs> um, so yeah I'm always always expanding that collection and I, I I would love to just waste my life away in front of a you know, ninety inch screen TV just watching. I don't think movies. you'll ever do that though. He's too
2: much of an adventurer. <laughs> well as long
0: as long as the TV is on a mountaintop, you're in good shape. That's right.
3: That's exactly. right. I don't know yeah, just, where just an out, outdoor TV. I don't know <laughs>
1: where in the twenty eight foot camper they're fitting the TV, but that's beside the point. So you do all the planning, you're obsessed with the systemizing, the outsourcing, the automating, all that, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you even plan the wedding. Elise lets you plan the wedding because I guess planning stresses you out,
2: Elise? Yes, it does. Yeah, she didn't
3: let me. I just kind of told her I was going to. Which was
2: the biggest relief in the world. (laughs) I was very stressed. Big planning things. I'm the visionary, so I'm like, hey, we want to do this. And Scott's like the guy who makes things happen. It's very easy for him to methodically go through and, you know, outline everything and plan everything. So it was the coolest thing in the world that he planned the wedding.
1: (laughs) Very nice. I let my mother-in-law plan my wedding. I just showed up.
0: You picked the color of the napkin. I
1: picked the color of the napkins because she insisted. But other than that, (laughs) I could care less. Okay. I love that. (laughs) So um, you guys work five to ten hours a week. Uh, That's all you have to work. That's all you you do work. So tell us a little bit about how this started and then what you guys are doing and and how you're making that so efficiently. How did you guys start in business together?
3: Yeah. So we started – we were actually uh, dating – um, in Los Angeles, trying to get engaged, um, but we knew, you know, getting married. That's a there's a lot of financial stuff to figure out there. And and I just recently graduated college and couldn't, in like 2009, so uh, right at the height of the recession. So that's I a couldn't perfect find.
1: time to go looking for a job.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the stat was in LA at the time I graduated um, college. There were a thousand applicants per job opening. Um, so I basically didn't stand a chance of finding work in, in Los Angeles. And so Elise was working at Sony at the time. And I had an uncle who offered to take us both into his house, um, in Texas. He, he was like, I have two spare bedrooms. You guys come live with me. Um, Scott can drive my truck. Um, and I'll help you find work. Um, cause the economy was a lot better in Texas. So we moved to Texas and, um, Elise quit her job at Sony. I got a job installing satellite dishes, um, which was nice having a full-time job, but it was a terrible job. Um, and Elise was kind of like, well, what do I do with with myself? And um, so th- she had been having people ask her for about six, nine months before she ended up leaving Sony if she would take on projects for them, just you know, freelance one-off projects. And because of her non-compete with Sony, she couldn't take on the work. So... Um, there was definitely a demand for, um, her graphic design skills. So, um, you know, we just said, well, why don't you just start taking these jobs and, you know, seeing if you can make some extra bucks. So she started taking the jobs and the work just like word of mouth started spreading and it just keep kept coming in, coming in. So, um,
2: we actually, it was so it grew so quickly because I had this community of people ready to hire me, um, that as soon as I announced, "Hey, I quit my job at Sony, I'm you know, I'll take on design projects. Um, all of these entrepreneurs were like, okay, I'll hire you. And, and so we, had, we actually had to hire our first VA within the first month that we opened our business simply to handle the amount of emails and the amount, you know, all the contracts, all of the things that, you know, all of that work that has to be done besides designing. Um, we had to bring someone in to help with that, you know, right away.
3: Yeah. So, so the business kind of blew up um, and she was getting so much work. Um, and then I was working like a 60 hour day and then coming home at night and um, I was I was I learned how to um, code websites. So she would design the website for a client and then I would develop it at night and on the weekends. Um, so finally, the business got to where we had.
2: I it think. wasn't even that long, it was six months yeah, yeah
3: it, it, we, we got to where we we had um, employees, and I was able to quit my job and go full time for the business because we were bringing in so much work and so it just it just grew and grew and blew up real fast,
2: yeah, so then we had we had tons of projects, so we had we would juggle anywhere from thirty to forty um, clients at a time, which is a lot. For a small branding studio. Um, most of our colleagues were juggling anywhere like from what, maybe like three to five cl- clients at a time. And we were doing doing 30 to 40. So our workload was very, very intense.
3: Yeah. So we kind of just grew the thing into this little branding studio, um, this little agency. So we, we built our team up to a team of nine, um, in the first couple of years. And, um, Projects were just flying out the door. We, and and we, we realized like the way to, to scale that type of business is to be able to take on more projects at any given time. So we hired designers, um, wordsmiths, wordsmiths uh, d- web developers. And um, so we were just taking on more and more projects. Um, but that meant that we were also taking on more and more work for ourselves. So we ended up getting to where we were working like 60, 80-hour weeks um, running this team, running this studio. And we were exhausted and completely burnt out. So, um, the, the, th- the thing that kind of ended up breaking that cycle was, um, we've been doing it for three and a half years. And, um, Elise ended up getting, uh, West Nile virus, which gave her viral and bacterial meningitis and landed her in the hospital for about a month and a half. That so, is serious. um, yeah. yeah, and <laughs> we didn't even realize how serious it was at the time until after she started getting better and people were like, oh, you know, like uh, my son got meningitis, now he's paralyzed forever, and my mom got a meningitis and died, and it was like, oh, my We had no gosh. idea. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was super serious, and, and because she was kind of the linchpin in the business, um, the business kind of screeched to a halt. So um, she couldn't even, like, look at computer screens um, without giving her like excruciating pain. So she couldn't approve any of the design projects that our team was doing. So we couldn't send them off. So I was having our team work. So we were, I you mean, know, we were still pumping out work. We just weren't able to send it off. Um, so the business just kind of, you know, became stagnant. Um, and then, you know, we were sitting in the hospital one, one night, uh, after about a month of this. And I was like, I'm making payroll out of our savings account. Um, and we were just kind of had this realization, like, what are we doing with our lives? Like we're working ourselves to the bone. Um, you know, we we're, we're, this isn't fun anymore. And we
2: didn't know if I was going to get better. We yeah. had no idea, you know, if I was going to have repercussions or, you know, what of my body functions would return, you know, if my eyes would be as good as they were before and things like that. So we had, we basically had no idea what was even going to happen with me as well.
3: Yeah. So we, we just kind of had this like this real moment where we're like, if, if we could do anything with our lives, what would we do? And, um, you know, like if we were to wipe the slate clean and just start over, what, what would we want? What would we want to do with our lives? It would be fulfilling. And Elise's answer was that she would like to get paid to go to coffee with people, um, and just encourage people. I
2: like um,
3: that. and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my answer was, um, like I've, i was a film major. But since we started the business, like I developed this huge passion for entrepreneurship, and seeing how you could transform your life, um, owning your own business. And so I I said, you know, if I get paid to do anything, it'd be to help people realize, you know, the freedom that that entrepreneurship can provide for you if you do it the right way. And um, so we said, okay, well, then let's, let's, Let's close our business and let's do something else that, that fits those two things. And so what we ended up doing is basically taking all the edu- branding knowledge and education that we had done for over 500 clients over the past few years and we, um, and we said, let's teach it. Let's, let's teach people how to do this for themselves so that they don't have to hire a studio like they did with us and pay ten fifteen thousand dollars 15000 and they can do it on their own and they can um, you know, th- they'll They'll get so much more from it if they're the ones kind of doing the work. So we we went from doing custom projects for people to teaching people how to do it for themselves. Um, and when we did that, we systematized the hell out of the business. We we, I mean, every every little thing um, has a system, has a process, um, it, everything's automated. So um, because it's also streamlined, and, and we were so intentional when we were setting it up. It, you know, to maintain it really only takes about five hours a of work a week for us.
2: And sometimes we work more than that, you know, when we're working on a big project or a big launch, but the maintaining part, you know, the The work that has to be done every week takes Scott and I about 5 to 10 hours. You know, that doesn't include software that's running for us 24-7 or team members who are answering emails or running, you know, helping us with social media. Um, So there's other team members in place as well. But the amount of time that Scott and I have to invest to make sure the business is, you know, healthy as it is, that requires about, yeah, that 5 to 10 hours.
1: So I just wanna I, I wanna point out something to our listeners. If they didn't pick it up, then you know, take notes unless you're driving, guys. Number one yeah. <laughs> you know number one, uh Scott and Elise were working on their business, not in their business, because right away you guys hired somebody, you know, to, to help you out in it. And every turn where you needed someone you hired out to, to you know, uh to, to get that help and to get somebody else who is an expert in that area and who could do it. Number two, um, you then did what so many businesses do and you ended up working more than you would have worked at any other job that you would have had. And you realized, okay, this is nuts and this is crazy. You also realized, uh, that you needed to figure out a way that at least, thank goodness everything worked out well and thank goodness you're, you know, you're (laughs) healthy and working again and everything. But it is, you know, there's any number of tragedies that can, that can strike. I mean, you know, anyone, anywhere, anything can happen. And so these things could totally destroy a business unless you've got the systems in place. So that's, that's where Scott comes in to have the systems in place where now you've gone to the next level and you have um, automated your business You've got something going where you have, you've kept that outside help. You're not trying to do everything yourself. You've got that, you know, you you're you're employing people, which is good for them, and uh, and you've got a system down so that you do what you need to do. And you're not killing yourself. So you guys have run the complete gamut, and and I, um, yeah. I encourage people. I encourage you, my our listeners. I, I I encourage I encourage my fans. No, I guess it's our fans, right? Um, <laughs> no, they're my fans. They're your fans. You know, really listen to Scott's you know, Scott's explanation of their story again. Um, let's move on. Who does what in in the office and everything that you do? How is that decided?
3: So, so um, one of the things we learned really early on is that we needed to have those like clearly defined roles um, because that would alleviate a lot of potential tension. So, um, so we've always taken approach of um, of working with our strengths. So, Elise has job responsibilities that um, equal her strengths and I have responsibilities equal my strengths. And then if there are anything that our business needs that are neither one of our strengths, instead of us trying to figure out how to do it, we just outsource it. We, we, we send it to an employer, find a piece of software that will do it for us. Um, so that, so that we, you know, that's not a place of tension. So Elise is our visionary. She, um, she has amazing insight into, um, our customers and into um the growth and development of our business in a way that like I could never I mean I just I, I'm I'm a creative guy, but I don't have that, that that level of creativity that she has. Um so she is that visionary who's constantly coming with the ideas, constantly figuring out ways to engage with our people, to create new products, to take better care of our customers, to um to you know, just just um, keep the business new and innovative and exciting. Um, so that's, that's kind of her role. And then she takes on things like, you know, social media and things like that that kind of fit into that strength.
2: And Scott definitely is the guy who makes everything happen around here. So it's funny because I'm definitely... A lot of times more of the face of the business because people, you know, read the things that they write that I write in our newsletters and on social media and see our pictures um, with a lot of them have me in them because our customers respond better to females. Um so I'm definitely have that kind of more front-facing um and nurturing role for our customers. But Scott is that guy who makes literally everything happen in our business. So if you were to say, okay, Elise, I want you to create this new class, um I would say, okay, I know exactly what the class should be about. I know exactly what, you know, what we need to have in there and what people need to learn, and I have no clue how to outline it or no clue how to not be overwhelmed figuring out which pieces of the puzzle should should go where in this class, whereas Scott could look at my mess of notes in a Google Doc and say, "Let's order it this way. Let's structure it this way." Um, or if there's, for example, there's a lot of times where one of the big things for us is, you know, constantly looking at you know things that we can update or tweak, or so we're constantly tweaking and updating. And Scott's the guy who's in there. You know making the software work for us and automating and outsourcing and his whole his whole thing is that he would rather do it right once than ever have to do it again so he's you know making sure that he creates a system whether that's some you know someone making a payment um, for a course or that someone's signing up for an email and he can set it up once so that it works really well and then we don't have to touch it um, so he's really good at making sure that all, all of those little details that I could never wrap my head around all get done
0: you know I love the way you two compliment each other and I mean that compliment like giving compliments not compliment like
2: <laughs> yeah. synergis- one,
0: one with an e and one with an i but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love it's just so cute but here's the real question what has been your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement
2: Okay, so this is actually it ties into a story Scott shared earlier. So when we talk about our story and how we um, were building the business, building this branding studio, it was really successful and also very exhausting. And then I got sick. There was a season before I got sick where we were, we felt that exhaustion, we felt that you know overwhelm, and that we're we're just done. We 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 just want to be done. So I was ready for that change. And I kept saying over and over and over, Scott, I would literally write down on like a napkin. I would say I quit um, because I was just like, I don't want this role in our business. I don't want to be the art director. I don't want to be managing 30 to 40 you know, customers at a time. I, I just can't, I physically cannot do this anymore. So I had been saying that for a few months and Scott had kept saying, well, until we figure something else out, we can't change. So there was the, there was a couple months, I would say that would be it was kind of an overarching disagreement, I would say, um, instead of like a one, you know, one fight um, where it was,
3: it was a, it was a disagreement of ideology. Yes. Like I saw the potential in our business and I felt like, oh, if we could just get past this hurdle, you know, it's going to get better.
2: And I was saying there's something fundamentally wrong. And if we don't change it, it's like, and it's not, it's not going to work. And, and, you know, I'm going to be, I'd rather go get a design job than than be in this position. So I would say that was like our biggest disagreement. And then ending up in the hospital and having that kind of that turning point where you are faced with the decision of like, what the heck are we doing with our lives? That for Scott was, you know, an eye-opening moment of, okay, why, why are we holding on to something that's not working? Let's just change it. So that was like a huge, huge disagreement. But also once I got sick, a huge turning point.
0: So the moral of that story is be careful what you ask for.
2: Right. So, (laughs) if you know,
1: for everybody listening out there and for you too, lovely people, you want something. And I would say if you guys look back on it, like A Thousand Ways to Sunshine, the universe showed you ways of getting out and showed you ways of doing this. Then it smacked you on the head. And then it smacked you on the head and said, well, if you're not going (laughs) to stop and step back and and reevaluate this, we're going to force you to stop and step back and reevaluate this. So things happen for mysterious reasons, but they're not so mysterious because, you you know, not to say that you asked for getting sick. None of us do. But, we, you know, we certainly say, "Okay, I've, I've got to figure out a way to stop. I've got to figure out a way to stop. A thousand ways are
0: presented to you. And then the mosquito comes along. And then the mosquito comes along.
1: So, (laughs) a
2: dang Texas mosquito. And I mean, it really is. It's one of those things where we are so thankful. It's weird to say that you could be so thankful that you got so sick, but you, I mean, we, that really is our, it's our story. And that's how, that's what brought us to where we are. And it really did, you know, it, change the way that we perceived ourselves and our business and um what we were creating and i don't think we would have you know that was the way we kept saying i was just so thankful once i was sick and scott was like oh my you know we really should change things i was like yes this is exactly what i've been hoping for so i was i was truly thankful even in the midst of it
0: so once again the woman wins that's right you <laughs>
3: yeah you know, it never fails. i mean the- and when all said and done, I'm still only working five hours a week. So I guess, you know, I kind of went too. <laughs> yes.
0: And you got the girl. That's right. <laughs> so let, let's change it up because, you know, talking about arguments is kind of And we don't like negative, although yours is an incredible positive coming out from it. But tell our listeners some of the joys you experience being together
2: 24-7. Oh, we love it. Um. <laughs> we love everything about it. I think for us the the thing that we love the most is that we get to live life together so because we work and we travel and we live together there's we really have created you know a day in a week, in a month, in a year that we love actually living. And the fact that there are two different people who are working towards that same goal of like, hey, we want to love our lives. And you've got two brains and two strengths working towards making that happen. Um, it brings so much um, joy and excitement into our lives, wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah. And we, and I think we're, we're experienced junkies. Like we just love experiencing new things. Um, and so to be able to, um, like Elisa's saying, like put, put energy where energy needs to be put in our business in order to enable us to experience more of life, um, and, and it just makes it so much sweeter to like, it, it feels like we're, we're earning things by working in our business and then we're getting to reap and experience the reward together and share in that. Um, so, you know, the, the whole working five, 10 hours a week thing, you know, to us, that's not just, um, Oh, that's kind of fun to say, um, to us, that's like, well, that means there's that much time in a day that we get to experience life together. Like we get to go out and try new things and, and go new places. And that's why we lived on the road for two years. Cause we wanted to keep, you know, sharing new moments with each other and, and have every day be different than the day before. So, um, I think that's probably one of the things that's the best about it.
0: I don't think you missed anything. <laughs> uh, You're very cute. Now, are there any particular books that you guys have read that have really impacted you in your business life that you think our listeners should be reading? The Pumpkin Plan.
2: Yes, The Pumpkin Plan. That is the number one book that we recommend to all of our students in our branding school, um, in our classes, in our email newsletters. We're always saying, and that's a book we personally reread. We
3: have like four copies. Yes,
2: Um, because The Pumpkin Plan is just all about growing the best idea, that that business that is going to be the most successful, impact the most people, um, you know, that building that business big. Um, and so it's kind of the idea of not working and not focusing on all these little ideas that aren't reaping, um, any benefits, but channeling all of your time and your energy on those best clients and those best projects, um, so that your business is even more successful.
0: And I, I just have to comment on this because Scott, you said you have like four copies of the book. You do yeah. know that if you want to reread the book, you could pick up the one that you already have. You don't have to oh, go buy another copy. <laughs>
3: oh, I didn't know that. Well,
2: actually, because we love thrifting, we found them at thrift stores. So whenever we find a copy, we pick them up. So we, give them so we can give them, give them away. away. Yeah. <laughs> so right now we currently have four copies because we, we need to give some away. Yeah.
3: Well, you better get
0: to it.
2: That's right.
3: You, can you can't let them pile up. You Come on. Like social media giveaway or something. Yeah. That's it. Social we're, we're giving media away a used book. It's good. Yeah, exactly. A book is a book.
0: As long as it's highlighted already, you do <laughs> well, better those on the, the tests.
1: Those are the best books, the ones that are already highlighted. Because, yeah, you do much yeah, better on the you, tests. It's it's your own. And you only have to read part of it. That's know? right. <laughs> it's, your, it's your own crib notes.
0: All right. So if you could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be?
3: I think for, for us and from our story, I think the piece of advice would be to... Focus a lot of energy in being intentional in your life and and, um, creating, you know, defining and then creating a life that fulfills both of you and then using your business as a tool to get to that life. Um, Yeah. Because we see so many people become enslaved to their business or even just addicted to their business like oh my business is what is what brings me joy and so they just become so entrenched in it that they miss out on so much of their life and um, so
2: creating you know creating a business that gives you a life instead of the other way around you know starting with the life that you want and then you know creating a business that fits in that um instead of saying okay here's my business Where and how does living my life fit in? Because so many of our students, so many of our followers, you know, and and so much of our story for a couple of years was that feeling of, okay, our business is elevated to this level so that, you know, everything else kind of takes a back seat. Whereas your life and your marriage and your family and your kids and your, you know, your friends, like those, those people should be that elevated number one and then your business should come support you in, in supporting all of them. So, yeah. I like it.
0: I'm okay with it.
2: Well, <laughs>
1: we've, we've sort of just <laughs> recently done that now um, where we had a business for a number of years and now we're letting go of that because it didn't support our lifestyle.
0: And we don't have to get put in the hospital to let go of it.
1: That's right. That's right. Okay. Hey, that means
3: you guys are a, a step ahead of us. <laughs>
0: all the way. We're older. <laughs>
1: We're older. Yeah, we're much older, so you've got that. Well, now let's talk about... Well, no, you know what? What? I, okay. We've got Hey Sweet Pea. Um, then we've got my own irresistible brand. Give me a... Because when I pulled, you know, your questionnaire up, um, I went, what the hell is hay Sweet Pea? Oh, my own irresistible brand. Okay, uh, now I'm confused. <laughs> so... What happened? Tell us about the merge and tell us a little bit about um, about the two companies, how they're now. Hey, sweet pea, and some of the products that you offer. Before we get into our favorite topic, which is food.
3: Awesome. <laughs> so. Our our business is Hey Sweepy. That was our the name of our design studio when we first started, um, and we got that name because that's um, how I would always answer the phone when Elise called me. Um, when you called
2: me, actually, yeah, you, yeah. You mean, Scott would phone. call me. He would say, "Hey, hey, hey Sweepy." <laughs> so
3: So so um, so that's that was the name of our design studio, and then we closed that studio, um, and converted Hey Sweet Pea into an online um, educational provider, I guess, business education. Um, So Hey Sweet Pea is the company and then my own irresistible brand is actually our flagship offering. So that is what we call our branding school. Um, So that's where we've kind of poured all of our love and attention as Hey Sweet Pea for the last
2: two years years, um,
3: and making that program as awesome as it could be. So that's a six-week educational program that people can take in order to learn uh, not just about branding, but then also um, actionably how to create their own brand. Um, and um, so, the, and then we have we we also teach like mini courses. So we have some mini courses that we talk on subjects like social media and things like that. But those are just kind of uh, smaller. Um, smaller classes, smaller classes, but the, my owners just were brands like a big six week program. So it's, it's kind of, but it's it's also people
2: get lifetime access and it comes with a community. So it's one of those things where it's always, you know, it's, it's alive and breathing behind the scenes constantly. So there's students, you know, enrolling one to two times a year, and then they're in the program and we're in the program with them. So that definitely takes up a lot of our time and energy. And then we also sell these small mini courses um, a handful of times of year just so that people who might not be able to afford My Owners a brand could still learn from us um, in the meantime while they're saving up to work, um, work through our big program.
1: And that's a great way of doing things, you know, for those for those of us who are bootstrapping, um, it's it's a wonderful way of doing things and also to decide, you know, is this a direction that I want to go in?
0: And I think, Catherine, our next company name is going to have to be called Yo Woman.
1: That's right, (laughs) because that's the loving way you speak to me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> let's move on I shall it. we
1: it, it, 20 years at the end of this month ladies and gentlemen so you know so it there's goes. that you know so uh, and he's not thing. dead yet and that's always a
0: positive positive. and I only have a few yeah. scars
1: and you only have a few scars and none of them are visible to the public alright let's go to the food round shall we <laughs> guys <laughs> especially with all the traveling that you've done together um, either what is your favorite meal to cook together or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant
2: we love cooking together.
3: Yeah, we cook a lot. Um, so it's
2: actually hard for us to say our number one thing because we cook so many different things and so many different. Um, we we eat so many different kinds of foods. Like yeah. we eat, you know. We
3: I think probably consistently kind of like our. It's not really guilty, but our guilty pleasure is homemade pizzas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we make homemade pizza a lot because it's kind of it's quick. You just kind of um, you know chop up the veggies, throw on some turkey pepperoni, and. You know, fresh smack out some dough and throw in the oven. Uh, so, so we do that a lot. At least, At least makes this really good creme brulee French toast.
2: We love making fresh um, fish tacos so we make too. That a lot. Yeah, especially since now we're near the ocean, so we get fr- you know fish a lot. Um, we we really do. We cook together every day. I mean, right before we came on um, the show with you guys today, we had made like a taco bowl. Taco bowl. So it was basically a taco that wasn't in a tortilla. Um, but we're constantly trying to figure out how we can cook healthier, but still um, make it wildly delicious because we love food so much.
0: I have a problem with that whole pizza. You just. Cook it fast. You throw it together. When we make pizza, it's made with love. It's it, you, <laughs> let, you let the dough rise for forty eight hours. You you get yep. the, the proper bacon to put on there. You you make your own sauce. You know, I, I mean, it's it's pure love from our. Oh, side. take taking a
1: step back, we grow our own basil and our own tomatoes, so you know there's wow.
3: that. Well, see, when you're living on the road and traveling full time, tough to do. You lose you lose a lot of those
2: luxuries. And sometimes the closest grocery store is an hour away, and then you show up and they have zero fresh ingredients. So then you have to figure out how to to cook without fresh ingredients. (laughs) So yes, we are constantly kind of having to you know think on the fly, so to speak.
1: Well, very cool. Um, Yeah, we love pizza too. We we have a whole culture around pizza. Now, yeah. last question in the food round would be red, white, or beer?
2: Be Ooh. neither. <laughs> none of the above. None of the above. I'm a Shirley, none of the above, because I'm a Shirley Temple drinker. So I will drink that out. I will make them at home. And they have no alcohol in them. And I love them. I know they're normally a kids drink, but it's my favorite.
3: Yeah, and I'm 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 more of a whiskey connoisseur. All right. So that's the so, new yeah. in-hip drink
1: is
0: whiskey.
3: Yeah. Shirley Temple. Well, I've been drinking it since I was like twelve, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm not just a tr- I'm not in the trend. And, and that was only a couple of years ago. And that was
1: only a couple of years ago. Apparently,
3: yeah.
2: all right. Actually, well, he just celebrated his thirtieth birthday yesterday, oh. and we both. Yeah, we both get carded probably like every single time. But even though I'm, tw- I just had my 28th birthday. and He just had his 30th birthday, and we get carded. And we ask people, like, do you really think? That we look younger than 21 and they're, they swear like, oh, yeah, you guys look like you're, you know, t- 19, 20. So I guess maybe that's a good thing someday. We'll maybe like that. But right now it's, it's very annoying, actually.
1: <laughs> Let me
0: tell you that when you get to a certain age. And they say, go ahead, ma'am.
1: Yeah. Well, no, when you get to a certain age and you go to places that card everyone no matter what. Those become your favorite places to go to in the whole wide world because, you know, you know, you didn't color the gray right out of your hair that uh, that particular week. And yet they card you. And that's a good thing. So be patient, young Elise. (sighs) You, too, will enjoy being carded someday. All right. Let's take a quick break. And uh, after we uh, give a little love to our sponsors, let's come back and, and hear the pet peeve. To celebrate our 20th anniversary, we're going on a cruise, and we are so excited. Our cruise and travel agent, Leslie Baker of Expedia Cruise Ship Centers in Scottsdale, put it all together for us last year. You want to know what my favorite part of putting it all together is?
0: The fact that Leslie called us, reminding us to get our reservations done early, to take advantage of all the perks like paid gratuities and the drink package. Did I mention the drink package? There's drink package. Or that she helped us plan the excursions Or was it that she's a travel diva and knows everything about everything and gave us great travel tips and secrets?
1: Well, all that too. Because we're seeing the Baltic Capitals and some amazing sites we're going to eat wonderful food and we're going to pair it with great wines. But you know I'm the budget person, right? You mean cheap. Okay, cheap. The best part of working with Leslie and Expedia Cruise Ship Centers in Scottsdale is that we booked last year and paid a little off each month. So it was easy to pay for our dream vacations. You know, we do it every year. We've got next year's planned as well. Expedia Cruise Ship Centers is the navigator of spectacular vacation experiences. Everybody needs a vacation, cruise or land, and everyone should call Leslie at 775-560-3647. That's Leslie at 775-560-3647. All you entrepreneurs in the Phoenix area, coming up on Monday, August 29th, is the biggest networking event in Phoenix, and it's free. There will be over 1,300 of Phoenix's finest entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals in attendance. You are bound to make some amazing connections. This is going to be the last Networking Phoenix signature event of 2016, so don't miss your chance to attend this prime networking opportunity. If you want to meet the right people for your business connections, then meet up with Gelly and the gang at the Networking Phoenix last signature event of the year. That's Monday, August 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Embassy Suite Scottsdale Resort on Scottsdale Road in Scottsdale. Attendance is free. There's even a free networking seminar at 4.30 p.m. in case you are new to networking or you just want to get the most out of the evening. There are even still a few exhibitor tables left. So dress business casual and bring lots of business cards. Be sure to RSVP by going to networkingphoenix.com. That's networkingphoenix.com and clicking on events.
0: Welcome back. How'd you like those commercials, kids? I know nobody heard them. I, I love know. to do that, though, because it's fun. I like to have fun. Well, nobody, nobody here
1: who's recording this show. You're going to put them in later, I hope. Scott's got a pet peeve. I don't even. I don't even want to go into the whole commercial thing and how we edit stuff. Scott's got a pet peeve. I kind of share the pet peeve with him a little bit. Not. Not, not to, his, to degree, his extent. Not to his extent. But Scott, tell us what your pet peeve is.
3: Okay, so let me preface this so that I don't sound like super anal retentive, <laughs> but like I said, like I'm a systems guy. Like I love things being systematized, and so um, so I'm a little anal about our laundry system. So Elise is really gracious and does all the washing and drying for the laundry. She, I think she kind of enjoys that part, do, but she hates putting it away. And when she did used to put it away, I would, um, not vocally, but be slightly critical. So I, I now take up that mantle and put all of our clothes away so that I can do it a particular way. Um, but basically all the clothes have to be on the same type of hanger. So they all have to be on black, Plastic hangers. It doesn't really matter if they're black plastic hangers. If they're wire hangers, that's fine. They just all have to be the same, um, and then they all have to be hanging the same direction. Um, and sometimes I don't color code them, but I do arrange them by type. So like, t-shirts together, collared shirts together, long sleeves together, Elise's dresses together. Um, so yeah. And we don't fight about it because I do it my way and she never has to worry about doing it.
0: You know, you really didn't need to preface this because there's a word for or a term for what you do. Um, It's super anal retentive. (laughs)
1: so don't try well wait a second I put all the shirts together my shirts on top and then my skirts and then my dresses oh come on they
0: hang on the doorknob till they finally make it to the closet they do
1: hang on the doorknob but when they're in the closet there all the hangers are in the same direction go look at your shirts after we record this and you will see that all your all the fronts of your shirts face one direction Unless you've put something away and then all your pants come after that. But you he, don't
0: care. No, what's the point? It goes in, you see what it is, you pull it out. Who cares? It
1: makes your life easier. You don't realize it, but it makes your life easier. So, Scott, I, I absolutely that's have true. to agree that, that a, a pet peeve is not having an organized closet. That's, that's yeah. absolutely <laughs> Amen. a pet peeve. <laughs> so there you have it. Scott and Elise Grice. See, I, yes. have, it, I have it written there. It's, it's rice with a g so scott and elise guys thank you so much you're with hey sweet pea it's online education all kinds of education for your business so take a look at the website get signed up on their newsletter um and you know start to take some classes you may not be able to work with with scott and elise personally right now um you may not take one of their more advanced classes right now, but definitely always keep yourself educated. And this is another, you know, this is another avenue to keep yourself educated. And guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. All of your information will be on the show
0: notes page. All the contact information. All the contact information. And there's a lot of it, kids.
1: There's a lot of it. So (laughs) um, until next time, everybody, we hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks. We'll see
0: you. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net.
1: Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well.
0: Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you email us at guests at together247.net.
1: And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.